Hello and welcome back to Small Talk. We've got another great episode for you this week as we speak with a parent from Gwynedd Mercy. I'm your host, Katie Mucci. Each week on this show, we highlight the past and present of Division Three, with both current and former student athletes joining to talk about their experiences, their favorite on-campus spots, the craziest road trip stories, and more. This week, we're chatting with John Wagner, a grad student on the men's soccer team, and Mike Womble, a current assistant coach with the program and former student athlete there. The two talk about their experience on the team, their favorite memories, what Division Three means to them, and more. Thanks for joining this week. Now it's time for some small talk. My name is John Wagner, and I'm a current member of the men's soccer team at Gwena Mercy University. Yes, hello. My name is uh, Mike Wombold. I am a former soccer player for the men's soccer team and currently serve as an assistant coach for the soccer team at Gwena. Well, thank you two both so much for joining us. I'm excited to chat with you about your experiences over there. Um, first, we're going to start off on campus. So I would love to hear maybe from, from you first, John. What are the best spots that you and your teammates are hanging out on campus? Were there any cool places in your student union or things like that? And then maybe some favorite local restaurants for coffee shops, whatever. And then coach, if you want to follow up and let me know if those are the same place that you and your teammates were hanging out a few years back. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so right now, probably the area I would say we hang out the most is uh, it's an area called the Rotelli Lounge. It's right above the gym. Uh, there's a lot of pool tables. TVs, ping pong, uh, games like that. So that's probably the main spot. And outside of that, you know, just in the dorms, you know, guys coming over, that's probably the main spot. And then as far as local restaurants, um, I mean, first one that comes to mind is Pancheros. We go there a lot. We were just there last night, actually. Uh, school will host a lot of fundraisers there. So a lot of the Gwented, um, Gwented students have been there. And outside of that, there's also PJ Wellahan's. Um, guys will go there after the game, after practice. So those are probably the two spots um, off campus. Yeah, so uh, the Rotelli Lounge was kind of the same spot that we would hang out at. They had ping pong, uh, they have TVs, they have you know different things to do there. Um, the other spot that we hung out a lot at, which you know since I commuted my first year there, was the cafeteria. Um, it was an easy spot to meet up with people, and uh, we just you know when you go in, I liked it because we could eat as much as you want. As soon as you go in there, there was no real time constriction on there. Um, also they have the pep, which is like a late night eats. Um, some of the guys after a game would go there, get wings, pizza off campus. Like John said, was PJ Wellahan's. Uh, there's another spot. Uh, it was Uka. Some of the guys would go, uh, get sushi, um, you know, do hibachi. So those are the two spots I can remember going to off campus. Great. Um, now going on the road, how you I've said this in a few other interviews, D3 is pretty regional, so you're probably not hopping on a ton of planes for your games. But are you guys getting to stack up a 15 passenger bus? Are you getting charter buses? And what is kind of the travel situation and and how do you guys do that? And Mike, if you want to talk about your days and then see how that's changed. Sure. So uh we, I mean, pretty much it's it's the same. We we do a coach bus. Um, we, we we get the guys on. Uh, usually, if we're traveling more than an hour, uh, sometimes 
we, we used to use vans. Uh, the coaches would drive them or I, you know, when I was an assistant prior to, uh, when I first started, you know, we would, we would drive the vans. So, but it's pretty much the same. No, 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 not much different, but we've been using uh, coach buses more often, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, especially for the longer trips, we tend to use coach buses, you know, as, um, as Mike said, a lot of the shorter trips, we will use vans if it's under like 40 minutes or something like that. But yeah, generally, uh, generally coach buses. Um, and then on those road trips, I, I don't know if you guys do like a travel partner schedule in your conference, but sometimes you might have a day off in between or a couple of days off. Have you guys been able to do any touristy or fun experiences while you've been on the road? Um, John, you can start that one. Um, I mean, not not really too much. Most of our trips are, you know, there and back. I mean, sometimes we'll drive by things like just last weekend um, we were down playing a team in our conference towards dc uh you know we drove by the capitol building um you can see the washington monument so things like that but you know in my time anyway we haven't really um like stopped off generally it's just down and back what about your playing time coach sure so the one big trip that i remember was uh to roanoke virginia um that was a saturday and sunday we stayed overnight um we got to do a, a local restaurant in the area um, got to walk around like Roanoke's campus. So it was, it was, it was pretty cool to see a, a different campus, different state, uh, and how they, how they handle things on their campus. It was a beautiful campus down in Virginia. Um, and it, it was a nice bonding experience down there. Just going to a local restaurant. Uh, we got to, uh, some of the guys, we got miniature soccer balls and, uh, we were playing soccer in the hallway. So it was, it was a nice experience that way. Awesome. Now we are going to think about the academic side, the student and student athlete. Um, so first off, what are or what are or what were each of your majors? So um, coach, you can start and then John just follow up. Yeah, so I was a criminal justice major. Uh, I graduated in 2014. Uh, I've been working in the law enforcement industry for eight years now. Um, and I since I've been there and since uh, from what I hear, it, it's grown exponentially, which is is great to hear. Um, the program director has really grown uh, the program and uh, it's it's exciting to see where the trajectory of the uh, of the criminal justice major is going for Gwinnett. Yeah, so I was a finance major. Uh, I actually graduated with that uh, just this past May and now I'm in the MBA program. You know, at Gwinnett, they offer a four plus one. So that with COVID, I decided to take advantage of that and, you know, play the extra year as well as uh, finish the MBA. The finance program was great. I learned a lot um, after the season. I was, you know, they were so hopeful I have a job after the season ends um, to start right away. So it, it, it taught me a lot about the field, taught me a lot on the technical side, um, as well as, you know, working with people, understanding the emotional side. Uh, I get a lot of that in the MBA program, especially, you know, when it comes to leadership. Um you know, there's a lot of great people involved with the finance program and really the business program in general. So they helped me a lot. That's awesome. And that's also super impressive that you're doing an MBA program while playing uh, a sport this fall. So congrats on graduation too. Um, Coach, I am going to ask you a follow-up question. So you said you're currently working in law enforcement or in the, the area of that. What are you able to expand on that? Sure. So I, uh, in January, I was just hired with the Amblerboro Police Department. Uh, prior to that, I was uh, working for the Montgomery County Court of Common Pleas at the uh, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office for seven years. Uh, 
tons of experience. Uh, I actually worked the Bill Cosby trial. I was working security for that. Um, I made, you know, I was on national news. Um, so I, it was a lot, I have a lot of experience working with people. Um, and I think bringing those experiences and, and just gaining communication experience uh, has really helped me with coaching. Um, so I think it translates from the law enforcement field to, to being a coach. Um, so it, it's, it's been a great eight years. And I think Gwen and Mercy's education really helped me and prepared me uh, for a role as a, just being a part of the community and being a police officer now in the community. That's awesome. You are a busy, busy guy. It sounds like between the two. Um, and also the players probably can't get anything by you. So that might be good for the coaching staff. Um, now let's talk about every time you're on a team with, with fellow college students, there are probably some funny or crazy stories that might happen to you, especially on road trips or anything like that. Um, uh, hear maybe your funniest or craziest, but appropriate story. Um, and John, you can start that one. Sure. Yeah. So the one that I want to um, talk about recently, uh, as I kind of mentioned, we went to a game down in Marymount. Um, it was a long bus ride. It's like right around four hours. Uh, and so a lot of the outlets on the bus actually weren't working. Um, so we only had a couple phones and we had a speaker. So guys linked up to the speaker and <laughs> we were playing music the whole ride back. Uh, guys were singing on the bus for you know two plus hours. Um, it was just a really funny memory. It just kind of came out of circumstance with everybody's phone dead pretty much. So made it work. Um, definitely someone to remember. And I, and I thought, you know, there's some guys on the team that can really sing. So I'll give it to them. Impressive. Do you guys do karaoke ever? <laughs> we haven't. We've thrown it around um, as an idea during preseason. It's kind of a team thing, but we haven't uh, we haven't implemented it yet now. OK, well, I hope you guys do get to do that in the near future. Um, Coach, what about you? What's your story? So, uh, like I said earlier, in the interview, uh, we were down in Virginia and we were trying to find like a good way to like kind of team bonding and, and just, uh, pass the time. And we went to a local, it was, I believe it was a Walgreens or Rite Aid, but we found a miniature soccer set, set it up in the hallway. And we just, we just started playing miniature soccer in the hallway. I mean, I think by the end we had the whole team out there playing, um, just, it was just a great time, just blasting the ball back and forth. And, uh, it was a lot of fun and, and uh, it was a great memory to, to, to be a part of that. Um, and we, st some of the guys still talk about it when we get together. That's awesome. It's always the small things. It never has to be like a huge event or anything to be those fun memories. Um, kind of similar vein, but a little bit different. Do you have a favorite memory and maybe it's not funny or crazy, but it's something that you, you really um, hold close to you uh, coaching continue on. Sure. So uh, I was part of something called the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. And uh, what what I think was was close and what I liked about it was uh, we helped raise money. We did something called a, a, a Mr. Griffin talent show where uh, people from the sports teams would be picked by it would be uh, female sports teams would pick a male um, athlete and they would represent the female sports teams. We, we would put on a talent show. And it, it was a lot of fun. I did the music and we raised money to to help uh, kids who were very sick to go to Disney World. So I did that for the, the two years that I was there. Um, and then my senior year, I did uh, the Polar Plunge for Special Olympics, which was another great um, aspect of being part of uh, 
of SAC. So I, I thought those were two great um, programs that we, we did, and it was a lot of fun. Awesome. And you, John? Yeah, um, I mean, I think for me, one of the memories I definitely remember last year during the World Cup, uh, when that was going on, we were still on campus. Um, I just remember getting up with my roommates. Guys would actually come to our place. Um, we walk, we would get up for like the 5 a.m. games for practice, be watching them, a bunch of guys, you know, pretty tired, but <laughs> we all stuck to it since we committed. Um, same thing with the 8 a.m. games. Um, a couple of times, guys would then go get breakfast before class. So that was a lot of fun. I'll definitely remember those games. Uh, it was awesome. What a great experience for us. And it really, I think, just brought us together even more, you know, get to do, get to do those kinds of things. Very cool. Yeah, the last, the Women's World Cup and the Men's World Cup really threw off all of our sleep schedules, I think, for a bit. So, um, well, we're going to wrap this up. A couple more questions, but we're going to kind of just talk about Division Three. So, as I mentioned before we started recording this podcast, as part of D3's 50th anniversary celebration. Um, so, I think first off, I'll ask you guys, as a current or a former Division Three student athlete, what is that experience or what did that experience mean to you? Um, and John, you can continue. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, it's just the opportunity to play, you know, the sport I love while being involved in other things. Um, like Coach Wambold, I was also involved with SAC. Um, I got to do the Mr. Griffin as well. And, you know, I also had the time to focus in the classroom, which has been great. You know, I've learned a lot, um, you know, graduated last year. So I think that's really what it means to be a D3 athlete is that Division three, you know, keeps it doable for students. You know, it's not an overcommitment of your time. You know, you can really, I think, have it all uh, at this level. Coach? Yeah, just to, to bounce off of John, what John said, I, I, I like the aspect of the, the student to teacher ratio. Um, it, it helped you know really have a rela relationship with your professors um, they they understood that you know you, if you're an athlete they they helped you when there was you know games coming up um, and you really didn't get lost as, as a number like the these these bigger division one schools you know sometimes get, going to class with 300 students versus 25 it, you know a, as a freshman it, it doesn't you know it may they may have trouble um, doing well in class, you know, so it, it's, it's definitely nice to, to be able to play soccer plus or play a sport at this level and be able to handle your education and get a good education at this level. Um, and I think you'll start to see that with more with kids looking at colleges coming out of high school, they'll start to recognize that the, the smaller the class, it, it's, it's better to, you know, and easier for them to focus while playing a sport that they love. Great. And my last question so we're 50 years down with Division Three, and many more to come. What do you hope or what do you see for the future of Division Three and coaching? Keep going. Sure, absolutely. So um, right now, like I coach at the youth level of soccer, and a lot of parents and kids who are getting to that point of looking at colleges are asking me, you know, what do they think about, what do I think about Division Three? And I, I tell them it, it's – it's awesome. It's, you know, your kid will get a great experience, great education while uh, still being able to play soccer. Um, you know, and I, I'm realistic with them. Most of the kids are not going professional in sports. Uh, so I, I tell them, look, you know, focus on your education, focus on, um, you know, getting to a school where you're going to succeed because a lot of kids want to go to Penn State or these bigger schools, they get there and then it's the atmosphere overtakes them. So I think that, 
what, what we're going to see as Division three programs is more kids focusing on education and focusing on a, a, a smaller atmosphere to, to succeed and still play sports. Yeah, I mean, I would totally agree with what Mike said. You know, I think D3 kind of has almost like a niche in the NCAA to where, you know, it it's not Division One, it's not Division Two, It's not that incredible, you know, time commitment. You know, I have to tip my cap to those guys that do that, those guys and girls that do that. Um, and just allows you to focus in the classroom as well as on the field. Um, beyond that, too, you can be involved in other programs. You know, both Mike and I were involved outside of soccer. And I just think it gives you the opportunity um, to go after what it, what you want. You know, you don't, you're not overcommitted, you know, in one certain area and, you know, you can find balance in, in the things that you want to do. Awesome. Well, that's a great way to wrap this up. I appreciate you two both taking time out of your day to hop on here and I've had a great conversation and I wish you all the best of luck this season. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. To everyone listening, thanks for tuning into this episode of Small Talk. We post new episodes every Thursday. Follow along with everything Division 3. You can find us on social media at NCAAD3 or NCAADIII. Make sure to join the conversation with us all year long by using the hashtag DIII50. Have a great day and we'll see you for some more Small Talk next week.